Food, water, shelter, and nesting are all vital to attracting birds to your backyard. Multiple food sources are also helpful. Shop a wide variety of feeders, waterers, and bird food at Blaine's Farm and Fleet to keep your feathered friends happy and healthy all year long. Did you know Bluff Country Feed and Seed in Mondovi is really growing to meet the needs of farmers? Matt has expanded his service area And your animals can enjoy the expanded feed lines and bulk custom feed mixes right now. He also has seed for all your planting needs for next spring's planting. Visit Bluff Country Feed and Seeds website at bluffcountryfs.com to see what Matt and the crew can do for you. I'm having some fun talking to Jeannie Chilson from Chilson Motors. And we're talking Ram trucks. And there's an awful lot of pride that goes with the Ram truck owners and the technology and the creators of those Ram trucks. They have a lot to offer. Absolutely. Ram offers anywhere from a 1500 series all the way up to a 5500 series. So whether you're just towing something around town or you need us to customize it for your business or for your work, we have the Ram experts to do so. Ram trucks are so versatile. You can find them working hard to a night out on the town and they fit right in where Wherever they go. Absolutely. Ram has worked very hard to create an interior on their trucks that is really a luxury vehicle in a truck. Excellent layout of seating, appointments, and they have really worked hard on the detail of their trucks to give owners a really comfortable, well-appointed driving experience. Ram really looks out for their customers by creating great value in their truck. Absolutely. Ram offers so many different engine options as well, too, from the diesel to the classic V8 Hemi to the new TRX, which has a lot of horsepower. How can we find out more about Ram trucks? You can visit either of our two showrooms, Chilson Chrysler Dodge on Highway 53 in Chippewa Falls or Chilson's Corner Motors in Cadott at the corner of Highway X and Highway 27. Or you can visit us on the web at chilson.com. Remember, let our family take care of your family. It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. It's going to be hot. It might feel like your heart's on fire when we get into the next week as temperatures going to get into the 90s without a lot of rain in this forecast. We'll talk about that. Mike Dandrea will join us from over at Skywarn 13 this morning. Bob and Jill with you here at Wax at the shank of the day, taking a look at the chores this morning. And uh, breakfast, have fork, will travel, right? Absolutely. All right. I don't uh, think you even need to bring your own plate. Just bring your fork. There you go. That's for sure. And uh, again, in Eau Claire County, the breakfast is now on the farm the last couple of years, and it will be at Bears Grass Dairy tomorrow morning. Yes, it's between Augusta and Fall Creek. They're serving from 7 to 11. All right. So uh, again, that breakfast will tell you about others around the area and other activities around the area as well. I'll be out at Stanley later on this afternoon getting ready for this weekend's Stanley Rodeo. That's always a fun time. Father's Day Rodeo in Stanley. Performances tonight at 7, tomorrow night at 7 o'clock. They got free bands after the rodeo, so hang around. They got stuff for the kids to do. And then on, what, Sunday, there's a horse pull in Stanley, too. There is a horse pull in Stanley. All right. So now we got Lake Martha Days. There's a horse pull with Lake Martha Days. When's that horse pull? That's on Saturday at 11. All right. 
And, uh, of course, then we've got the Colfax World's Fair is underway. <laughs> You're going to be over there later on today, right? Yep, I'm going to head up to Colfax today and all visit right, with so, some kiddos. All right, and it's Father's Day weekend besides, so don't forget Dad. So lots of things going on. We'll kind of wrap up the FFA convention and a busy weekend around the area. Also, on Monday... It's a holiday, and I, I guess I was kind of oblivious to it. I didn't. I thought the next holiday was the 4th of July, but I was wrong. Monday is the observance of Juneteenth, and that's a federal holiday now, so Juneteenth will be uh, observed. That means, you know, the banks and post office and no commodity markets on Monday. It's also known, and I looked it up and Googled this, I didn't know this, Juneteenth, Independence Day, Emancipation Day or Freedom Day, an annual holiday now celebrating the day in history that Union General Granger arrived in Galveston, Texas and informed the enslaved African Americans that they were free and that the Civil War was finally won. So again, Juneteenth, that is coming up this Monday in commodity markets, uh, banks, federal buildings, I, I don't know, maybe... Something else will be closed, too. But anyway, that's coming up on Monday, just so you're aware of that. And we'll, uh, excuse me, we'll talk about uh, some of the food awards down at uh, the State Fair. Every year they have new foods, and some of them sound sound like they're going to take you off your diet if you try them, that's for sure. And ethanol out of milk. Oh, man, we got a lot to talk about this morning as we go along, but... uh, I don't know how dry are your pastures getting. Your grass in the pastures uh, starting to turn brown. We're still in pretty good shape, but all my pastures have what we'd call wet spots in them. So there's okay. springs that come up, and but it is definitely dry out there. And uh, you know we're in a moderate drought around our part of the country. And is there going to be any rain? There's supposed to be maybe a little bit on Saturday. Not going to happen. Maybe now a chance of rain on Sunday. But that's it. We get into the next week. It's going to get into the 90s. So we've got some some dry weather that we're dealing with. And, of course, this haze coming out of Canada. And uh, I was reading one report, and I didn't have a chance to. I just more or less scanned it about if this long-term clouds and haze and smoke hang on, what's that going to do to sun as far as the corn? Yeah, well, and it's it smells like a big old campfire outside. Yeah, it really does. But again, photosynthesis is so important. But uh, you know, we got to get those fires put out. We got to get some rain. We need a lot of things, that's for <laughs> sure. But uh, we'll talk about it because there are a lot of things going on. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Yeah, we'll tell you who the new president of the Wisconsin FFA is. Look at the officer team. And as we look at the officer team, young men are outnumbered. Just on the section, 10 sections in Wisconsin. Eight young ladies, two young men. The new president, Mary Schreiber from East Troy and down in southeast Wisconsin, Makes it a nine to two voting block for the ladies on the on the state FFA uh, officer team. But uh, good kids will catch up with them next week when they're over in Marshfield for some training. So uh, good good convention. We'll tell you more here in a little while. But we want to tell you about the weather first of all. Weather this morning. Our Sky One Thirteen forecast brought to you by the Chilson Automotive Group. Check out the great selection of new Rams at ChilsonMotors.com. 
hot and not much rain in this forecast. There's best chance of rain. Looks like it's going to be on Sunday when it's going to be 82. It'll be 77 today, but uh, next Tuesday, next Wednesday, into that. You got a weekend or a week's vacation planned at the lake next week. You picked a good week because it's going to be hot and we should have plenty of sunshine. It's only 46 right now. It feels pretty good out there. So get up and get at them. It's the shank of the day, baby. We got chores. Brent Wink, he'll be here, too. So we got lots for you this morning on Wax. It's on a Friday morning. It's 5 o'clock. This is 104.5 FM, WAXX Eau Claire. That means it's news time. NBC News Radio. I'm Mark Mayfield. At least three people are dead and dozens more injured after a tornado touched down in the Texas panhandle city of Perryton. The town of over 8,000 was without power Thursday night as the twister left widespread damage. It was part of a larger system that also hit Oklahoma, where utility poles and trees were snapped and knocked down. Wind gusts up to 80 miles per hour and tennis ball-sized hail were reported with the storms. A tornado watch was also in effect Thursday in Alabama, Georgia, and Florida. The Massachusetts Air National Guardsman accused of leaking classified documents has been indicted by a federal grand jury. Trey Thomas reports. Jack Teixeira faces six counts of willful retention and transmission of classified information related to national defense. U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland said Teixeira was entrusted by the U.S. government with access to sensitive information that could cause grave damage if shared. I'm Trey Thomas. The Supreme Court could soon rule on two major cases as it heads into the final stretch of the current session. Lisa Taylor fills us in. The high court heard arguments in February over two cases challenging President Biden's plan to forgive up to $20,000 in student loan debt for eligible U.S. borrowers. Justices could issue a ruling on the cases as soon as Friday. Meanwhile, the court may also rule on whether colleges can consider race in admissions decisions. The court in 1978 declared affirmative action is lawful and has since reaffirmed that holding. I'm Lisa Taylor. An Ohio man is charged with aggravated murder after sheriff's deputies found his three young sons shot and killed Thursday afternoon. Claremont County deputies found the seven, four, and three-year-old boys dead in the yard of a house in Monroe Township, 25 miles southeast of Cincinnati. And Nevada Governor Joe Lombardo has put the final touches on a bill to help the Oakland Athletics build a $1.5 billion stadium on the Las Vegas Strip. He signed the bill on Thursday. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And taking a look at our warm and mostly dry, unfortunately, weather forecast uh, brought to you by Chilson Automotive Group. The new 2023 Subaru Outbacks are now available at ChilsonMotors.com. Partly cloudy, 77 today, and we won't be back in the 70s during the daytime for a few days now. Partly cloudy, 77, down to 46, so again, it's comfortable sleeping, that's for sure, open the windows, but over the weekend, best chance of rain is going to be on Sunday, and that's a slight chance of rain, we'll check with Mike Dandry here in a little while, see what he looks at as far as area-wide, or get under the right cloud, you might get wet type of rain, we'll see, but uh, just partly cloudy tomorrow, and 84, really good weather for the dairy breakfast, Sunday, 82 with that chance of rain. 87 on Monday, low 90s on Tuesday and Wednesday. Wednesday's going to be a hot one. Plan to, I don't know, jump in the water tank or something. We're going to have full sunshine and about 91. It's 43 in Rice Lake and Medford right now. 50 in Wausau. Marshfield at 49. La Crosse at 48. Green Bay, 54. Madison Sun Prairie at 50. Milwaukee at 55. And it's 49 degrees right now outside the back door in our barn. 
feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And don't forget, Colfax is going to be a busy town this weekend. The Colfax Fair is underway. So again, if you're up there looking for a car, take some time to go to the fair. Before that, though, we've got to get our Rural Mutual Market Report for the end of the week. And Jill, where are the livestock numbers sitting on a Friday? Choice fed beef steers are 179 to 192 with mixed at 137 to 177. Choice fed beef heifers are 179 to 193 with mixed at 117 to 177. Choice fed Holstein steers are 151 to 161 with select and silage fed steers 112 to 149. Cows are 80 to 107 with a top of 133. Bulls are 95 to 120. Butcher hogs are 40 to 104. Sows are 30 to 34 and a half with boars at 10 to 15. New crop market lambs are 120 to 150 with feeder lambs at 50 to 175. Ewes are 10 to 115. Small goats are 25 to 150. Medium goats are 125 to 295. Large goats are 150 to 500 with nanny goats at 17 and a half to 290. And we talk about a busy weekend going on. Don't forget, uh, if you're traveling Highway 73 today, south of uh, 29, you're getting some traffic. Premier Livestock having that big machinery auction today. So just all kinds of things going on. All right. And again, the markets uh, will be closed on Monday, Juneteenth. It's a federal holiday. But uh, yesterday we had uh, June live cattle up 12 at 177.57. August at 171.07. That was up a dime. October 174.35. That was up 22. December cattle 177.97. That was up 32. Feeder cattle were lower. August down 177, closing at 234.12. September at 237.52, down $1.60. October at 239.80, down $1.40. November feeder cattle, 240.87, down 147. And January at $240 even. That's down a dollar and a quarter. Lean hog carcass contracts. The July contract was down 85 cents at 91.92. August hogs up 62 at 90.30. October at 80.22, up 35. And December hogs up 15 at 76.50. Board of Trade was higher yesterday. This dry weather now affecting the markets. Also, uh, some production cuts in Argentina were positive on the markets. And overnight, also uh, an up trade. Corn overnight for December up 8 cents at 5.82 a bushel this morning. The oats up 2 at 4.12. July, excuse me, December wheat up a nickel at 692. November soybeans up 19 at 1328. And meal for December up 560 a ton at $389.40. Cheese unchanged, barrels 152 and three quarters. The blocks 139, butter down a cent and a half to 237. And uh, hoping I wouldn't see this, but I do. June now below $15 on the class three. Down 12 at 1493 yesterday. July down 18 at 1538. August down 13 at 1618. September down 7 at 1722. October down a nickel at 1783. And that's a look at the markets brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. We're going to take you back to the FFA convention. A successful young lady from Chippewa Falls. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. A state proficiency winner from the Chippewa Falls FFA at the FFA convention this year, Natalie Schuler. And Natalie, tell us what 
competition you were involved in. So I filled out the application for the Equine Science Entrepreneurship Proficiency Award. Uh, so it's about I think a 16-page application about like how many hours you've put in, how much money you've spent, how much money you've made, and just what your project involves. Now, in the horse business, a lot of times how much money you spent and how much money you earned, a lot of times the spent is higher than the earned. Could you put a black number on the bottom or were you in the red? <laughs> I'm not really sure. I'm pretty sure that I spent a lot more than I made. You love the program, that's for sure, the yeah. horses. But entrepreneur is ownership. So tell me all your endeavors in the horse business so far in your life. I have three of my own horses that I've uh, trained. Of course, my sisters helped me. But three of the horses that I've trained, and part of my entrepreneurship was starting teaching lessons to other kids or other people. Um, mostly are part of the Chippewa Falls Equestrian Team or the Chippewa County 4-H Horse Program, both um, things that I'm a part of. Uh, so I started teaching lessons to members of those and now outside people. And these past couple of years, I started training and working with horses for other people. Now, by training horses, uh, there's so many principles that horses go through in these shows. What are you uh, especially good at training horses to do? Uh, well, it just depends. Uh, if they just have minor issues like groundwork issues, I'm very good at fixing those because those are very easy fixes, but otherwise tune-ups to get them ready to back into the show world if they've been off for a little bit. But this summer, I'm training a couple donkeys how to drive or how to pull a cart. Now, that's a different animal, literally, yeah. than a horse. So what have you found is different about working with donkeys than horses? Uh, donkeys tend to be a, a bit more stubborn than horses are, um, so I'm going to see that as a challenge. You're going to see those donkeys driven at the fair, or what do they want to do with them? Just drive them around the air, their home farm or what? I think uh, that I don't think they'll be at the fair, but yeah, just driving around the home farm, uh, give like carriage rides in the winter maybe. I mean, that's what I do with my horses that know how to drive. This sounds to me like uh, horses are a career for you in some way, shape, or form. Uh, yeah, they definitely, they definitely wanted that to be part of my career. So um, this fall I'm attending the Minnesota School of Horseshoeing to learn how to be a farrier. Now, how long is that going to take you? And what will they teach you? Trimming and shoeing? Or are they going to do some actual shoe making? Or what are you going to do? Yeah, so the program's 12 weeks long. So I learn um, how to trim, how to shoe, and then how to make my own custom shoes out of just a straight piece of metal. And again, that's Natalie Schuler from the Chippewa Falls FFA, the state proficiency winner in uh, entrepreneurship as far as the horse program is concerned. She's going to be a farrier. Not very big. I don't know if she's going to be able to handle those draft horses or something like that, but you watch these little gals around horses, and they're pretty pretty slick. Well, she'll use finesse. Yes, finesse, that's for sure. So, uh, again, congratulations to Natalie, and, and we should say that uh, we want to also congratulate one of our FFA members, State Vice President Sophie Kaler now from Chippewa Falls, will represent Section 2. So a very good convention for the folks at uh, Chippewa Falls and other area chapters as well. And uh, as we go along, we'll share more of the information from the convention. But we've got other farm news we need to take a look at, including uh, a little bit of a wrap and other things going on. Here on Wax, as we look at the news, brought to you by Compere Financial. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, let's see what's going on. Jill, give us kind of a wrap of the convention yesterday. Well, the 94th Wisconsin FFA convention is a wrap. At yesterday's final session, outgoing FFA president Casey Dank of Mondovi gave her retiring speech, followed by the announcement that Mary Schreiber of East Troy will take over as the new state FFA president for 2023-2024. 
also announced yesterday, were the top FFA chapters in the state for the past year. The number one chapter was Wyoiga Fremont, with Osseo Fairchild ranking fifth, Amory eighth, and Toma being the ninth ranked chapter in the state. And when we think of ethanol, we usually think of corn, but that's changing. A Canadian company, the Dairy Distillery Alliance, is pioneering, pioneering, partnering, <laughs> partnering with the Michigan Milk Producers Association to build a plant near the Indiana-Michigan border that plans to produce ethanol from a milk byproduct. They think they can transform milk permeate a dairy byproduct that is usually dumped or sold as a low-value animal feed into ethanol. They have gotten a $2 million grant from the Michigan Strategic Fund, as well as a 15-year tax break to help keep the pro- help get the project started. This will be the first dairy distillery in the United States. The company already produces vodka, called Vodkow, at the Canadian plant. You got that on the shelf in your office, don't you? You keep a bottle of vodka handy? Well, when necessary, when I work with you. <laughs> there you go. Vodka, I've never <laughs> seen that, though. Uh, of course, you make vodka to anything, so we'll see. But again... They're going to see what they can do. Well, $41 million plan. I think about 13 people are going to be employed when they do get it built, but it's down near Indiana, Michigan border. All right, coming up, we're going to talk to Bridget Finke. A month ago, we talked about, uh, you know, chance to think. But might we overthink the situation sometimes? We'll talk about that next right here on Wax with uh, Bridget Finke, our, our resident attorney, as we like to call her, from over at Valley Crossing Law in Baldwin. Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Setting up the future of the operation. Let's not make it too complicated. Bridget Finke, our resident attorney with Valley Crossing Law, is with us once again. And Bridget, first of all, welcome to June Dairy Month. Thank you. Best month of the year, right? Absolutely. You grew up on a dairy farm yourself over in central Wisconsin, so... uh, I'm sure you've attended many dairy breakfasts over the years. Hey, and I flipped me some pancakes, and I uh, used to be on cinnamon roll duty back in the day with the Edgar FFA. Oh, man, you're making me hungry. But let's talk about uh, your specialty, what you uh, specialize in as an attorney with Valley Crossing Law. Last month we talked about, you know, we were into May, and farmers were in the tractor planting and getting the fields ready for the rest of the summer season and a good time to think about the future of their operation. And there are good things about that and maybe some things that uh, maybe not so good. Maybe we think too much. (laughs) Well, sometimes people come in, you know, very much at a loss of what I should do. But sometimes people come in with very, very clear and detailed ideas of how the farm should be locked down and protected for the next hundred years. Um, and I completely understand uh, the sentiment and the worry about farms getting split up and nursing home costs and divorces and and all of those things. And, you know, the good and the bad of my work is often, if you dream it, we can do it. But I always want to talk about the pros and cons of having things locked down, so to speak, for a long period of time. And my line is always, there's always a cost to control. Locked down. 
explain that a little bit more what you're locking down because as you said if you dream it we can probably make it work but it's not always the best what do you mean by locking it down for the next hundred years which may restrict the success of the operation going forward a lot of times people want to separate kind of the individual people from the ownership of the farm so we don't have to worry about the individual people's lives and really the best legal tool to accomplish that um, to have complete separation is a kind of trust called an irrevocable trust um, which is a trust that can't be changed but that also means it's uh, a trust that it's its own legal entity and it's its own taxpayer and that is often where um, aside from the fact of any sort of terms of something being locked down and not being able to be changed and adjusted as you know um, the ag economy changes as the the focus of, of the farm changes you know being irrevocable has its own challenges but also this idea of the irrevocable trust having to file its own tax return, and really it is the taxpayer that gets treated the worst by the IRS in the sense that if income is kept within one of those irrevocable trusts, that get ta- gets taxed at the trust level, and we hit the absolute top tax bracket at under $15,000 of income. And so it often makes it a really tough fit with a farm operation because often we're trying to, we, we want to keep the money in the farm, right? We want to build for that next expansion. We want to save up to buy that next farm that might come up for sale. Or we're just looking to help protect ourselves from a rainy day or, you know, putting all of our profits back into the operation. And the problem is for any bit you retain within that irrevocable trust, you're essentially giving about 50 cents on the dollar then to Uncle Sam. So while those irrevocable trusts can do a great job of, you know, potentially, you know, protecting from nursing home, protecting from divorces, you know, keeping things together to pass on to the next generation, there's some significant downsides to those that also need to be considered in deciding whether that is the right choice for your farm and your family. And we hear about tax law changes. Mm -hmm. They don't help everybody, obviously, if you're talking about... uh, irrevocable trust there where's the advantage you mentioned it does shield us from some things nursing home and things like that but that's a heck of a tax bite well absolutely and and there's ways of passing that income through but as i said that isn't always the best fit for the long-term planning for a farm operation so Certainly, we wouldn't want to put your 1,000-cow dairy and your full line of machinery and your 1,500 acres all in one irrevocable trust and say, there's our solution. We've protected the farm. There, there may be times when the irrevocable trust is a good fit for some component of the farm assets, for you know some part of some particular piece of land, you know, whatever the case may be, but certainly trying to, in the long run, do uh, an operating farm operation through an irrevocable trust is often really, really tough from a tax perspective. And if you look at it, then it sounds like an irrevocable trust is a lot of work. You got to decide, you know, between land and machinery and animals and this, that, and the other. You put them all in separate irrevocable trusts? 
Well, and you likely wouldn't be putting them all in irrevocable trust, right? You might have uh, an LLC, the operating entity. You might have a separate entity that holds the cattle. What is the right fit? What is the right tool for the job um, is going to vary significantly based on what the operation is and what the family's goals are. But when people are um, interested in or have dreamed up a plan of, you know, the, quote, lock it down forever, and I always say forever is a long time, you know, the irrevocable trust is, is one of those uh, primary tools we, we use for that job. But, boy, it does come with those significant downsides. And so what I urge folks is if they think about these things and it can I know it feels overwhelming, and sometimes you feel like you need to come in with the answer. And I always encourage, do think about goals, but then don't think that it's your job just to go to your professional and say, this is what I want, do it, without getting the benefit of your professional team's expertise in making sure you understand the pros and cons of accomplishing that particular goal. You know? And again, that's Bridget Finke, our resident attorney with Valley Crossing Law. Think about it, but use the professional so you get it done right. It's a, it's a big investment you're dealing with there, and you want to make sure that uh, the situation is under control. You can call her at 715-688-4045 to get to more information. 29 minutes after 5, we'll get some of our local news. Morgan's in the house. We'll talk to her next. But, hey, big day over there in the Greenwood Withy area. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. 5.30 in the morning, 49 degrees. We'll get our update with the weather. Mike Dandry is standing by, but we got to get into the newsroom this morning. Morgan McCarthy is with us, and she knows everything. I found out something today. Yes, tell me more. Juneteenth. Oh, yeah, that's... You're, uh, you're aware of that? Yeah, General Granger rode to Texas to tell the last of the slaves that <laughs> they were freed. Um, no wonder I flunked the exam. <laughs> you got the A. You're always getting the gold star. Yeah, yeah well, uh, just recent, Monday. Yeah, just recently declared a federal holiday, though. Yeah. There have been some, you know, obviously recognition of the day in history and that kind of thing along All the way. Right, but now it, you're showing off. It was now most recent. Hey, it's my job, Bob. Oh, boy. It's oh boy. my job. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell me what else is <laughs> happening. We got headlines, and we can keep those pretty close to our area. Good morning. Now, here's what we're learning today. We will start in the courts, an Eau Claire woman accused in a Dunn County home invasion now headed for trial. A judge yesterday said there's enough evidence against 21-year-old Megan DeHay to take the case forward. She's accused of forcing her way into a home in the town of Dunn last week. Now, the sheriff says she hit a man who lives there in the head with a chunk of metal. Investigators say DeHay was high and likely on drugs at the time as she's looking at burglary and elder abuse charges for hitting the man who lives in the home. As we look to other headlines, not a lot of answers, but we do go to Lambeau Field to see that somebody was sent to the hospital in critical condition. There's a company that's hired to do some work on the stadium. They said that a crew member experienced a serious incident on site and in critical condition now. No one's saying what that means exactly. Still waiting for an update on that crew member's identity. 
Well, if you've been kind of waving that hand in front of your air for the uh, hazy and smoky air, the DNR says that should dissipate soon. Not much of a problem today across most of the state. Eau Claire, Jackson, Sauk, Dane, and Grant counties are the only counties in Wisconsin under an air quality alert this morning. But we're looking for that to lift a little bit. The rest of Wisconsin generally looking at uh, good quality overall to start the day. And when it comes to that uh, summer weather, well, it's time to get the wardrobe ready in National Flip-Flop Day. It says 60% of the population in the U.S. wear flip-flops. 20% wear them to work. They're not just beachwear. There's orthopedic flip-flops. California and Florida have a lot of flip-flop wearers, but it's Hawaii for the win. Jimmy Buffett sings about blowing out a flip-flop. It can happen. There are about 20,000 flip-flop-related injuries every year, not including the Latin culture La Chancla, where one is thrown as discipline. We embrace the laid-back style of flip-flops today, but by all means, no socks and yes to a pedicure. I'm Bree Tennis, NBC News Radio. And you can't wear those in the barn unless you want some dirty toes, but we do head back there and get to work with Bob Bolsel, Jill Welke, and your Midwest Farm Report on Wax 104.5. Oh, I've known a lot of young ladies around our area growing up as kids. They go to the barn barefoot. Barefoot. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I grew That's up doing chores right. barefoot. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. And the, not the guys, just the gals. Do you, do you wear flip-flops? Do you like? I can't stand that thing between your toes. I'll tell you a story about that. When my daughter was a toddler, she would never wear them. She calls them tweens. I said, what do you mean you won't wear tweens? She said, nothing tween my toes, Mom. Good so she will her. not wear tweens. I will not wear tweens either. Personally, I won't until I get to the farrier, which has yet to happen this season, so I need but a hoof trim first. We can get you lined up. That, that won't take much. See you later. You bet, Bob. All right, there goes Morgan in the newsroom, and we're going to catch up with Mike Dandrian next and get this forecast. Boy, it's going to be hot. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, let's find out what Mother Nature has in store for us as we check in with Mike Dandry over at Skywarn 13. Good morning, Mike. And, boy, I'll tell you, I wish I had taken next week off, rented a cabin on the water or something. It looks like a perfect week for that. Oh, absolutely. And, uh, Bob, you know the you know the song uh, Night Shift by John Party? Yeah, yeah. You know when he says, uh, in the red dirt heat, 60-plus from dawn to dusk? Yep. Well, that's going to be next week. It's going to be very, very hot. Yeah, and not too wet either, doesn't look like. So what's ahead for us? Well, it's uh, leading up to that is we'll have a good bit of sunshine today. We'll have a couple passing clouds, but temperatures right around the upper 70s, so comfortable for today anyways. Mostly clear tonight, mostly into the mid-50s for our lows, and then tomorrow into the mid-80s. That's where the, the warm-up starts. Now, Sunday may have just a couple passing clouds, and possibly a brief shower i don't want anyone to hold their breath on that unfortunately though because it looks like recent guidance is pulling back on those chances at some showers but still low to mid 80s and then monday that's when the real heat begins getting into the upper 80s with a good bit of sunshine that sunshine takes us all the way through the middle of next week and we have quite a few chances of hitting 90 as a lot of our temperatures are expected to reach at least the low 90s but right now we do have a partly cloudy sky a little bit of haze too with a temperature of 49 degrees in eau claire all right. Yeah, get that. Uh, get on chance, the water. How much chance of rain on Sunday? Uh, I mean, I wouldn't say that there are very great chances, put it that way. And it, it looks to be kind of like a feast or famine is the best way to put it. Yeah, that's just like it was last weekend. Exactly. All right, so are you going to breakfast tomorrow? I am uh, highly considering it. All I right. think I'm going to try to drag the wife there, too. So, uh, <laughs> well, well, bring her down. Bears Grass Dairy. Can't come out of Fall Creek a ways down on V. Turn right. You're Follow the sign. We'll see you there. Start 7 o'clock.
All right. Well, I, I'd have to drag her out of bed then. I'm up by that time. Well, but... come down by yourself and <laughs> take her one home. There'll be plenty of people to talk to. All right. Fair enough. All right. See you later. You bet. Have a good one. There he goes. That's Mike Dandrea. The weather from over at Skywarn 13 this morning. But we do have the Sporkies. All right. Jill here. Brent is with us. So you pay attention, Brent, because right. we're going to ask you what your favorite uh, one of these might be. Or two or three of your favorites. Listen to this. Got it. Got All it. right. So, Jill, what's up? So the finalists have been named for the 10th Annual Sporky Awards at the Wisconsin State Fair. Those awards recognize the best new foods every year at the fair. There are eight competitors <laughs> this year. Beer Cheese Wisconsin Lava Cake, Coastal Corn Nuggets, Deep Fried Apple Pie, Dill Pickle Donut, and Irish Onion dip called the Irish Dipper. The Porky, which is a vanilla custard layered with cheesecake bites and hot fudge. Sweet and savory funnel cake fries. And the Wisconsin Quesadilla. The winners will be announced on August 1st. All right, Brent, from uh, just first reaction, what do you think is the uh, best two or three that you'd like? I got to go with uh, the Porky. The vanilla custard layered with cheesecake bites. And hot fudge. I just, I love the the sweet. Or at, this morning, it yeah. sounds the best That to me, one, trip my trigger, also the lava cake. I love lava cake. Yes. Jill, which one do you like? Well. She's going to say, I like them all. <laughs> Anything, whatever well, says beer I'm, in it. I'm just hoping I can get down there and try some of these. Yeah. But the porky would probably be pretty good. But the Wisconsin quesadilla sounded good, too, because they put brats inside and lots of cheese curds. So yeah. some of these won't make the cut they won't oh, be they'll the all fair. be served they'll all be oh, at the fair okay. yeah that's just which one is which ones are going to be voted be the winner. so they've these got will a, all be there they've got a i don't know a team of people that are going to be uh judging this and i don't know if there are any food experts if uh and if jill, they don't have a, jill will be one of the judges right they, yeah, they right recognize her talent and she'll be down there <laughs> i think the guys that are going to judge have to wear suspenders because they can't find a belt big enough to go around their belly so they know they're good eaters <laughs> yes perfect perfect that sounds like a lot of fun uh, so there's a lot of good food at the fair a lot of food at the fair good is uh, i guess a, a personal judgment <laughs> all right we got about 18 minutes before six o'clock here and yeah rain is a good thing but uh, not a lot of it maybe some on Sunday, but again, kind of like last week, are you under the right cloud? We'll take a look at, uh, again, we'll refresh your memory on where the breakfasts are, and then we'll get to markets. Jerry Fitzgerald is with us, too, coming up. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And we do have markets to get to. We'll get to Jerry Fitzgerald over at the Stratford Sale Barn. I think he wants to weigh in on the food at the fair, too. We'll find out. But uh, Jill... Where are we going first? We need to go to Equity Altoona and hear from Jim Lindsay. Choice beef steers and heifers, dollar forty-five to dollar seventy-five. Choice dairy cross steers and heifers, dollar forty-five to dollar seventy-two. High yielding choice and prime Holstein steers, dollar fifty-five to dollar sixty-five. Choice Holstein steers, dollar forty-five to dollar fifty-four. Select underfinished heavyweight oversized steers and heifers, dollar forty-four and down. Top twenty percent of the cold cows sold from ninety-five to a dollar eight with a top of a dollar twelve. Sixty percent of the cows sold from seventy-two to ninety-four. The bottom twenty percent of the cows sold from seventy-one and down. Organic market from Tuesday. 80% of organic cows sold from $1.40 to $1.60. Bottom 20% of organic cows sold from $1.39 and down. Coal bulls sold from $1 to $1.20. Thin, full horn, and lightweight bulls all discounted. 80% of the 95-pound and up Holstein bull calves sold from $200 to $335 per head. Light and poor quality calves sold from $200 per head and down. 
quality beef calves sold from 275 to $565 per head. Our next special feeder sale will be Friday, June 23rd. All feeder sales are live on Cattle USA. If you have any questions about how to register as a bidder on Cattle USA or to consign cattle to upcoming sale, feel free to give us a call at 715-835-3104. To check out early consignments, go to the Equity Livestock Market consignment page and click on the Altoona Market. This has been Jim Lindsay reporting from Equity Livestock in Altoona. Have a great day. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, let's get over to the Equity Stratford Barn. Jerry Fitzgerald is up. Do you hear us talking about the food at the State Fair? A little bit I did. I kind of uh, got lost in the... So I'm not sure exactly what... Uh, Deep-fried apple pie. How does that sound? That doesn't sound very good to me. Uh, well, what about strawberry cheesecake? Or... Well, that's not on here. Dill pickle donut. That doesn't sound... But there are a lot of other things that do sound good, so... Anyway, when you get to the fair, try them. But in the meantime, we got to put you to work. Wrap up the week for us over at Stratford, Jer. I'll certainly do that, Bob. Thank you, and a very good morning to everyone. A summary from yesterday, Thursday, this past week here at Equity Stratford. Uh, markets continue to look very good uh, this past week. We'll start out with the cow market, uh, conventional cows... High-yielding fleshy Holstein and beef cows this past week here in Stratford. We're selling from 98 to a dollar 20. High-yielding cows uh, from 121 up to a top of 125. Most of the cows this week, 78 to 98. That is the bulk of your average cows. Thinner cows like carcass cows, 75 and below. On the organic market, a very strong organic market on Tuesday. We do sell every Tuesday the organics. Those cows are selling from 165 to 181. Fed cattle trade this week. Uh, choice grading Holstein steers are selling mostly from a dollar. Forty-seven to a dollar fifty-seven. High yielding choice and strictly prime Holsteins from one fifty-eight to one sixty-two. Select grading cattle under finished cattle, dollar forty and below. On the calf market again, very strong market on the calves. Top quality ninety-two hundred and thirty pound Holstein bull calves, mostly one seventy-five to three seventy-five. Uh, fancier Holstein bull calves earlier in the week from three eighty all the way up to four twenty. Heifer calves mostly from fifty to a dollar. Again, your better quality heifer calves earlier in the week from 120 to 160, and your good quality beef calves continue to be very, very strong. 300 to 600 dollars, up to 640 uh, on Monday's sale. So very good markets this week, and we look ahead to next week. Uh, a full marketing schedule next week. Of course, uh, next dairy cattle sale will be Tuesday, June 20th. Our, our big sale next week will be on Wednesday. That will be the uh, uh, beef breeding bull sale, spring into summer beef breeding bull sale, feeder cattle auction. We got a lot of beef bulls for that sale, also consignments of uh, beef cows, and, of course, feeder cattle. That will all be next Wednesday at 1230. If you've got cattle to consign, surely let us know, and we'll put them on the list at our uh, phone number here, 687-4101. And just one note, uh, I know some folks uh, Monday, June 19th, are going to have the day off. Equity Stratford will be open, as all equity markets will be, on Monday, as per usual. So, Bob, with that, we wish everyone out there a safe, enjoyable weekend. A lot of stuff going on, so uh, enjoy it. Uh, and, you know, I'm looking at the calendar here. Uh, what's the first day of summer? Tuesday or Wednesday? I don't know. It's summer already by the weather. We don't have to worry about whether it's official but not. Bigger news <laughs> is, can the Brewers win a game anytime soon? Oh, uh, uh, it was going so some... good. I'll let you Bob, meditate on that. it was really so that. good, you brought, and you brought that up. <laughs> oh, I know. Have a good weekend, Jer. You guys also, and thank you very much. There he goes, Jerry Fitzgerald over at the Stratford Sale Barn. Yes, June Dairy Month continues as we uh, wrap up the markets, get to Brent Wink this morning. And the markets were higher. Dry weather and production cuts in Argentina had the markets higher yesterday. And overnight, December corn up 8 at 582. The oats up 2 at 412. 
The December wheat up a nickel at six ninety two. November beans up nineteen at thirteen twenty eight. December meal up five sixty a ton at three hundred eighty nine dollars and forty cents. Country elevator prices today. Northside elevator loyal location corns at six nineteen with soybeans at thirteen. 13- 98 in Arcadia, corns at 624 with soybeans at 1403. Wheat and grain, Chippewa Falls and Connersville location, corns at 604 with soybeans at 1410. And I just talked to Brian Morgan down at the uh, FFA convention. Brian is with Northside Elevator, and we had a chance to visit about the, the Stanley facility and uh, what that's all about. So we'll hear that in coming days. Also at the Country Elevators, uh, DTN screen, Golden Plump, corn today in Arcadia, 618 at Baldwin, 588, the beans 1382 at Duran, corn's 578, the beans 1377, Mondovi and Elmwood, 582 on the corn, 1382 on the soybeans, Fall Creek, 578 and 1352, 590s nine, the corn price in Osseo, soybeans 1382 at Elk Mound, corn 598, the beans 1395, Sparta, 612 and 1376, Ellsworth 571 on the corn, beans 1342, ethanol plants, Boyceville 607, Stanley corn at 609, New Richmond 599, cheese unchanged, barrels 152 and three quarters, blocks 139, buttered on a cent and a half, 237, June class 3, down 12, 1493, July down 18 at 1538, August down 13, 1618, September down 7, 1722, October down a nickel at 1783, and again a reminder, Monday is Juneteenth. That's an official federal holiday, so the markets will be closed on Monday. They'll reopen Monday night about 7 o'clock our time. Brent Wake is with us, and it's uh, time for our Covering the Crops program, brought to you by Winfield Genetics. And we didn't get any rain to cover your crops last weekend, huh? No. it. Uh, some of the farms did. I have an app that kind of tracks rainfall on all the farms, and, you know, it's just crazy. Like some of the fields around Baldwin... Got two and a half to three inches, and then like our home farm and several miles around us got nothing. It's just Boy, just these, so spotty at some of these areas, but but uh, hopefully something comes soon. These apps, I, I these apps are scary. I mean, you're driving on, you stop to relieve yourself against the tractor tire, and the app can pick <laughs> that up. I mean, you don't have any privacy anymore. Well, these they do a really good job, kind of using uh, radars and things like yeah. that. They actually, are really predictable on yeah. the rainfall totals so that I know it. it's kind of nice to be able to check all the areas at once but bottom line we could use more rain across the whole area no yeah, question about yeah that. absolutely and that yeah. kind of leads into today's discussion you know we're right at that peak of uh of nitrogen application and urea is the majority of the acres get covered with urea the dry form of nitrogen and urea is very very uh susceptible to volatilization when we take and we spread urea on top of the soil, and we don't get at least a half an inch of rain to incorporate it. When we have high temperatures and high humidity, we're just really uh, subject to volatility and just losing that nitrogen back to the atmosphere. So get a lot of growers kind of questioning what they should be doing. Should they be applying nitrogen? The forecast doesn't look that great. You know, uh, what's going to happen with that? And so I got a, a chart from Coke Agronomic Services. They They have a product called Anvil. The majority of the retailers around here are using that, basically protect, protecting against the volatilization. So kind of a neat little chart or graph. When urea is spread on the soil without any protection, after about a day and a half, you, you're susceptible to maybe losing about 15 to 18%. And then after about 15 days of no rainfall, 
it can be upward of 40 percent uh, loss with that urea that's applied if it's unprotected. And some of these products like Anvil, uh, you can go out 30 days past uh, application with no rainfall and be oh, only be at about 15%. So within the first five to seven days, those products really protect and, and minimize the losses. Obviously, they can't protect forever, but uh, certainly increases the chances. So certainly make sure that uh, that you're looking at that as, as a way to protect your investment. Uh, there's no way the co-ops can get out and spread every acre just before that rainfall comes. And, that you know, a lot of growers are trying to wait and time it for that, and we just don't have that ability. So as that crop gets growing and we need to get those applications done, just be sure to uh, take care of that. So that was kind of the, the big objects Quite of the week. Question for yeah. you. I was just kind of yeah. grazing over an article, didn't yeah. read it in depth. This Canadian smoke that we're having and kind of being a hazy sunshine, if this continues, photosynthesis is a concern, especially in the corn? It is. We can reflect back on some years that we did have uh, fires like this and saw a lot of the smoke and and, uh, kind of think of smoke and mirrors with all that smoke reflecting kind of the the sunlight. And it does interfere with photosynthesis. Obviously, the heavier the smoke, the worse. But, I mean, corn needs that photosynthesis there's a lot of things the sunlight uh definitely all that impacts it and what we'll actually see is is just the process slow down so the yeah. crop not ripen as quick or uh certainly affecting yield so the closer or the the heavier that is it definitely can have a yield impact on our crops so hopefully that uh doesn't continue but yeah some of these days have been Quite have you hazy. seen the, have you seen the pictures? I mean, those fires don't look like they're anywhere close to being out. And I mean, the hundreds of thousands of acres. Yeah, this is so just amazing yeah. the the impact that's that potentially could have. Certainly, yeah, really, really something else. All right, sir. I, big weekend planned. You know, I, I wouldn't. I, I got to at least mention. I know my dad is listening this morning. and Listens every morning. But just a happy Father's Day to all the fathers out yeah, there, oh, Bob, yeah. yourself, good, and good, good. all the different. Uh, Fathers, we're actually going to have a little picnic on Sunday. Hopefully, uh, hopefully, it's a picnic in the rain. I'll gladly take that. We'll fry brats and hamburgers and things like that in the rain. But uh, happy Father's Day to everyone out there this weekend, and uh, get out and enjoy it. Yeah, take care of Dad. That's yeah. a good thing. You bet. Yeah, good, well said. Thanks, Brent. You happy Father's Day to you too. You bet. Thank you. All right, Brent Wink with us on our Winfield United. Covering the crops program every Friday morning during the uh, planting, growing, and harvesting season, and a little more challenging. And again, yes, happy Father's Day, and remember, it's still June Dairy Month. Get out and enjoy it. You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report, available at waxradio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed in Montovi and the Chilson family of brand dealerships, Chippewa Falls and Kadak. On-demand content at waxradio.com. Every part of your vehicle serves a purpose, especially your tires. When they aren't right, it makes a big difference in safety. So, find great deals on trusted brands of automotive and specialty tires for farm machinery, utility vehicles, and more at Blaine's Farm and Fleet.